0: This is The Run Wave, candid chats with real runners about topics that affect the running community. This show is sponsored by MidStrike Magazine, the first diverse digital running magazine. Use code THERUNWAVE to save 20% off your magazine subscription. Visit MidStrikeMagazine.com for more details. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the runway podcast. I am your host Kim. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome to the show. If you are a return listener, welcome back to the podcast. I appreciate you tuning into the show week after week. If you haven't already done so, be sure to subscribe to my email list. If you go to therunwave.com and uh, there will be a pop-up that flashes on your screen, just put in your email address and subscribe to the list. I promise I will not add you to any other list or send you any spam. You will just get a notification each and every time I upload a new show so you do not miss any Runwave content. Also, be sure to follow The Run Wave on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. I always post a new episode on Instagram, so I know that's like the quickest way to get news these days. So make sure you're following the show on all social networks. On today's show, I have LA-based runner, entrepreneur, entrepreneur. Angel, she is the founder of Scent the Tone. I am a customer. I have her beautiful candles here. And we just talked about her journey into running, why she decided to start a business, a candle business in particular. Um, it is February, it's Black History Month. So I wanted to highlight some Black runners who are also entrepreneurs. And first up is Angel. So let's get into it. Please welcome to the Runway Podcast, runner and entrepreneur, Angel. She is the founder of Sent the Tone. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you. (laughs) How are you? I'm
1: good. Just trying to multitask today, but it's all right.
0: The, The life of a woman, small business owner, entrepreneur. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I know you're based on the West Coast in the Los Angeles area. Have you how long have you lived there?
1: All my life. I'm from
0: South Central Los Angeles, born and raised. Oh really? Yes. So what was that like growing up in South Central?
1: It wasn't common. It was a little different. You know, in my family, have yeah, Every span of person, I'll just put it like that <laughs> every mm-hmm. level socio socioeconomic level. And so you just had to to adapt in most cases. Mm-hmm. I had to adapt and choose which way I wanted to go, basically. yeah,
0: are you are you still in the same area? Because right I know people think of Los Angeles, but there's like so many different like pockets yeah. of LA. So everyone isn't like what we see on TV, and <laughs> right,
1: yeah. Right now, I'm not in South Central. I'm actually in Inglewood, but my family is still in South Central.
0: Yeah, okay, okay. Inglewood. Did you watch that show on HBO? What was it called? Sweet, the Sweet Life. I didn't. No, I don't really watch it- too much TV. You, you sound honest. like my, you sound like my friend Zayn. Yet I have to tell her about all the <laughs> shows. <laughs> but there was this show on HBO. It was called The Sweet Life. It was um, based off of a bunch of like late twenties, early thirties, black, uh, mm-hmm. you know, entrepreneurs, business people, just r- regular people, and they were in Inglewood. And watching them in Inglewood, they made you know, it showed a different side of LA, right. and it, yeah. it made me want to visit. Inglewood, you know the next time I come out there so what what is it yeah. like for you in Englewood
1: I like it I mean honestly I chose this location because it's central to everything that I do like our run club is in Englewood and it's close to my job it's close it allows me to like function better
0: yeah mm-hmm. so what is the the makeup of Inglewood? is a is majority black
1: from what I can tell it's very diverse right okay. now it's very much diverse you can walk on any corner and see multiple races yeah majority black but it's very diverse right now yeah
0: that's that's interesting and good to hear because when i think of inglewood or the you know the wood back in the day that movie (laughs) you know you think of it as being mostly a predominantly black neighborhood so is it like was it? Did it used to be predominantly black, and it's like getting gentrified now? Or honestly, it's the
1: gentrification.
0: Yeah, yeah. It
1: used to be majority black, but LA is very expensive. So even surrounding areas and to be able to afford certain areas is not as accessible at the moment. Mm-hmm. So people are moving in who did not used to be here. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So you're from Inglewood. What do you do professional, professional-wise as like your day job, if you have a day job?
1: I do, even though people don't usually think I do. <laughs> I, actually work, I actually work in human resources. So that's what I do in the day. I do a lot of stressful work, multitasking, dealing with a lot of people, And like for me, I'm like I'm I'm honestly an introvert, so my job really like takes a lot out of me, (laughs) Mm energy-wise, because I'm always having to deal with multiple types of people all day. So I like my job, but it can be a lot. Yeah.
0: So what do you do to like relieve some of that stress in your downtime when you're not at work?
1: Right. And so that's when the burning and the candle making comes come into the category because writing is like my time like i don't have to like rely on anyone it's just my solid time to myself obviously with people but it's personal to me on on a multiple levels and then the candle making that's a stress reliever like candle making is just very chill it's fun i like it so those are the two things i rely on outside of work
0: mm-hmm. yeah so Tell me a little bit more about your running. When did you get started in, like, lo- rec- I call it recreational long-distance running? <laughs> right.
1: Um, well, I started running two thousand, probably like 2016, 2015, around there. And honestly, because of mental health, like, I was a little depressed. I was going through some things that... Um, counseling wasn't necessarily fulfilling that void. So I was started to just run. And so that was like running. I don't know. I don't know about anybody else, but when I run, I kind of like am able to like process my thoughts a little bit better, get my mind clear. So that's what I started doing. And I was running by myself. Like back then I didn't have any run clubs. I wasn't really on social media at all until like late, you know, Time went by, but yeah, running was very personal in the beginning. I didn't run races, like it was nothing I didn't care about medals or anything like that. It was very personal.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how did how did you discover running? Did you hear about it from a friend? Did you just decide to go out and start running one day? What was your well, like, um, path toward it?
1: With my job, um, we usually uh they partner with a lot of nonprofits. And with those, there's like local 5Ks and I would um join every year the local um breast cancer walk. So I would just walk. I would never I wasn't running at that time. So I would just join every year and I would go with my coworkers and we would just walk the 5K and that was just once a year. And then eventually I was like, well, I wanna start running. I don't mm-hmm. want to walk. <laughs> so I started walking and running by myself, like after work, sometimes on Saturday mornings. Yeah. So that's kind of how kind of got into running a little bit.
0: Mm-hmm. So you mentioned uh, you're a part of a run crew. What crew is that?
1: I am part of Keeper 100 and it's based in Inglewood. And mm-hmm. I've been with Keeper 100 five years so far. Yeah.
0: Nice. So how did you discover them? Was that like well, your foray into running races and Yeah.
1: That like it kind of kickstarted like the chaos, <laughs> the running mm-hmm. chaos. Um, actually, my friend, um who I met in grad school, he invited me to keep 100 on a Tuesday night, and I didn't know the founder, I didn't know But at all. Um I didn't know anyone at the run club besides my friend who brought me. and so once I came on that Tuesday night, I never left. <laughs> and within that first year, I ran a marathon a half marathon. I was like, I found something that I actually liked. That was outside Mm of working, outside of my career. And Mm -hmm. that's when I really, really, really... That was in 2018. And that's when I really was like, okay, I think I like this. And I'm going to keep on doing it. And I haven't stopped.
0: (laughs) So what do you like about being a member of this? Because I know we have... There's more options for like clubs and crews, particularly crews, mm-hmm. than there were, especially when I started. So, what attracted yeah. you to this crew in particular, and has kept you there for what five years now? Yeah.
1: Well, honestly, it was the people because I'm I'm not a quiet person. So, when I got there, I didn't really talk to a lot of people, but eventually, week after week, certain people started gravitating towards me, and then we started getting to know each other, and I think. I'm kind of there now because of the relationships I've built because I value those relationships and it's something that we look forward to I, I'm like I, li- I like coming to go see my friends on Tuesdays and Thursdays like mm-hmm. we run but it's more it's more than just running at this point yeah mm-hmm.
0: So, so that's what, kind is, of why what is the the running scene like in LA are there a, a- Are there a lot of clubs? Are clubs, like, competing? Are they close? Is there a lot of, like, collaboration between crews?
1: Yeah. Like, there's a lot of run clubs, a lot of options, Um, especially now. Any day of the week, you can go to a different run club. Like, at this point, Tuesday nights, Wednesday nights, any day, you can find a run club to go run with and feel safe. And that's what I like about L.A. Um, With me, I don't run too much outside of my run club because – I've, I have other things to do <laughs> and <laughs> mm-hmm. outside of running, like I have my business and I do things outside of those things as well. So I don't go to a lot of run clubs because I kind of like my schedule. <laughs> I don't like to deviate too much outside of that, but there are options. So sometimes I will join other run clubs if they have like a, an event or pop up run, but that's what I do like about LA. Cause I have a fr- I have friends, they run every single run club. And that's their thing, and I don't knock them for it. But that's what I do like about being out here. There are options in different mm-hmm. levels because some run clubs are more social based, and some run clubs are very, very competitive in terms of like trying to qualify for Boston. That's not my thing, but
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. I'm with you too. There are so many options out here, but I like to stick with my run, my one crew. Not going to see me in nobody else's shirt. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a, I'm, Honestly, a, I'm a one crew gal too.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, some people, well, well, why don't you run with everyone else? Well, I mean, that's a choice. We all have choices. Running mm-hmm. is, is even a choice to me. Like, we don't have to run. It's mm-hmm. something like that's great for us, but we don't have to run. So mm-hmm. being with Keeper 100 is my choice <laughs> at the moment. I get it. <laughs>
0: so what's up next for you do you have any uh upcoming races on your schedule
1: i do um right now i'm training for my 10th marathon and so that'll be la marathon in march and then Mm -hmm. a week after that i'm running tsp with keeper 100 and that's 340 miles from san monica to las vegas and so that's what i'm currently training for
0: Wow. So how many people are on your team for the Speed Project?
1: We have 10. 10 people at the moment. And then the crew. The supporting crew. Yeah,
0: Are y'all going out there to win it? Are you going out there to have fun? (laughs) For the experience? Uh,
1: Not to win because I don't... Yeah, we're not going to try to win. (laughs) (laughs) But definitely for the experience. I mean... A lot of people can't say that they've done this and that's what I like about it. Cause it's not, it's invite only. So even if you apply to be a part of it, everyone isn't invited and that's what I like about it as well, because we can say we've done this and a lot of people can't say that. And I like the fact that it's challenging cause I love a challenge. And so I'm looking forward to that part of it as well. Yeah.
0: I'm wondering, cause I followed them the last, uh, two three years and i don't know if i've (laughs) ever seen like an all black crew do that race before
1: yeah like um i don't think i don't think it's been but our our crew isn't all black this year so oh i mean yeah (laughs) but (laughs) (laughs) but yeah majority majority would be nice yeah so i do like the fact that they are becoming more diverse because the speak part has been around, like, I think eight years. And mm-hmm. I think the last two years is when I've seen majority of diverse teams join. And I like that part about it, too, because running's for everyone.
0: Yeah, because I know. I mean, they haven't been around a long. They've been around long enough, but it's it's it was pretty. I mean, that's what the sport of running, though. I know we sometimes yeah. we talk a lot about running being so white, but that's what long distance running was. You know, you saw the black yeah. people on the track. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, going fast
1: like, like a lot of people that i've met over the years a lot of them weren't runners before mm-hmm. they joined like run clubs and a lot of people became runners like well into their 30s like even me i didn't start running until i was 31 i mean mm-hmm. i was never athlete never played any sports but i found something later in life that i actually like and that's what i like about running because it's for everyone it doesn't have to be you don't have to have a 20-year relationship with running to be a runner so that's what I really like about running.
0: Exactly. So I'm glad that you guys are uh doing this speed project. So I'm definitely gonna tune in more closely <laughs> this year to see, you know, the happiness. So y'all, y'all have like the van and y'all the camper. How are y'all doing? Yeah, yeah we're we'll
1: have a um a van and an RV and then someone else trailing in the car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're we're gonna get it done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're gonna get it done. Mm-hmm.
0: So what, what's, what has been keeping you motivated to run after? Because when I've started, a lot of people that I've started with, they're not around anymore. And, <laughs> you know, once you get past the five-year mark, it gets kind of like, you know, what am I going to do next? So what keeps you motivated to, you know, keep running after?
1: Like, since honestly, it? even since I've started, a lot of people haven't been running and I think mm-hmm. what keeps me going is that I like within the first year, I actually got injured. And so the year and a half, two years after that, I was like trying to rehab, trying to find my rhythm. And then I think maybe the last two years is when I was like, okay, this is I found my pace that works for me. I'm getting faster, much faster, because I had to get over that hump. And I think that's the beauty, the beauty about writing, because it's not always perfect. Because mm-hmm. I had a horrible injury with my back and my shoulders and, like, mm-hmm. that whole area, like, affected my mental health as well. And then I had to get over that in order to, like, find my rhythm with running again or my relationship with running again. Mm-hmm. So, I think that's why I'm still here because I found my sweet spot, <laughs> so to speak, because I had to get over that hump. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I think right now, I'm like, I'm really excited because, like, I'm not running with, with pain. My injury is still there, but it's not. Like affecting me like it used to, so I think that's why I'm still able to have the the energy that I have and excitement. Yeah,
0: Yeah. I think a lot of people stop too because they go so hard, you know, they get into it, (laughs) and then those injuries come, and it's like you know you, yeah. you can't do it like you used to so that's good that you were able to you know recover through your injury and manage the pain and you're able to keep going
1: yeah because I think some people get injured and then they still try to go hard and they mm-hmm. never are able to get over that hump and like with me I was I was taking my time like I was I wasn't very fast right after the injury you know I, was, I listened to the doctor I did everything they wanted me to do and then I was able to like find my rhythm
0: yeah. And then when people like talk about times and you're not doing this, I'm like running doesn't pay the bills. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Listen, okay? I getting paid for this. I'll finish what I finish.
1: Running Does not pay my mortgage. Okay. I do this. If I want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very much. Yeah. I'm not that type of running. Like that's great for them, but I do this because I actually enjoy it. Like there's, I'm not, No one's paying me to do this. No one's like, you know, I'm not obligated contractually to do anything. I just do everything because I really want to. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: All right. So I wanted to get into why I wanted to chat with you because you're a woman, you're a runner. And more importantly, you're an entrepreneur. You started this new business. So let's talk about Scent the Tone. How did you come up with that name?
1: So, honestly, um, I wanted a name that was relating to candles, but something that could, like, transition to other avenues. And um, initially, I thought about, like, setting the mood. Because candles, when you run a candle, you can, like, you know, relax or, you know, have a romantic situation. Like, different type of scenarios. And so, scent the tone is, like, setting the tone for whatever mood you're in or energy you want
0: for yourself and so that's
1: why i came up with set the tone mm-hmm. yeah the everything
0: <laughs> i like it it, it has a, a ring to it it's a name that you won't fr- easily forget yeah so what made you want to start a candle business
1: so um during the pandemic um i had a lot of downtime like we all did and mm-hmm. i, I because of my job, it's not very creative. I sit in the office every day. There's not really an outlet for creativity. And I wanted something that I could use to express myself outside of work, obviously. And mm-hmm. so I was like, let me just do candles. And it was like a random thing. And I didn't tell anybody. Like, I was going to rent club, meeting up with people, but I never told anybody besides my sister. So I was literally... um playing around with sense and um, it's like very much calculations in terms of how to get the um, the right um, base for the candles and I just taught myself during the pandemic and then I shared it and that was like scary (laughs) Mm -hmm. because I was like okay what are people gonna think there no one knew that I was doing it so everyone had questions like okay like where did this come from I was like well I just wanted to do something and creativity doesn't have to be linear because, but I think a lot of people have this idea of a creator. I'm not that like the typical creator. I like to do things that are from start to finish all my own and candle, candle making was something that was a part of that. I was able to, I did all my labels myself at home. Like I don't outsource anything, I make every candle by myself, I make all the labels, I created my logo. like that was like a real release for me because it was something I've never been able to do. Yeah, and that
0: got me excited about it too. So what type of candles do you make?
1: I make soy wax candles. all natural. I don't use any dyes. Um, yeah, all natural candles.
0: Okay, so you make soy. Is there, like, what are the mass-produced kind of candles? What are those made out of? And what's, like, the difference?
1: A lot of them aren't soy. A lot of them are, um, they have, like, paraben, like, toxins. Mm. And I'm not with that. And a lot of times you go into, like, certain stores and the candles aren't very neat looking Like, you could tell somebody just locked it together or a machine slopped it together and they're not smooth and the scent throw is not very well like you can't really smell it even even picking up the candle can't really smell the same and I really wanted mine to be different I wanted to have calculations in terms of like the percentage of fragrance in each candle I wanted to be able to smell it by just walking by like I took my time to figure out what I wanted and yeah I like I like
0: what it is <laughs> so you're a one woman show you don't have any help from mm-hmm. anyone else
1: you do no. the,
0: the, the shipping the packaging I, all of that
1: yeah i ship everything myself i package everything myself i have my vendors where i order like you know my labels um the blank labels and i print every all the labels my at my house <laughs> like yeah i i don't know why they, I, I don't know why i took that route but once i did that i was like yeah this is what i'm gonna do i just want to do it myself eventually maybe i'll you know expand but right now i like doing it myself I like being able to say i handmade made this item and it's mm-hmm. going like i like i like saying that mm-hmm. and people <laughs> like the fact that i make them too yeah yeah
0: what are what are the price point of the candles
1: so i have some of them here like this is our um 10 oz I have, I have one I have one here too, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Of um the, Gotta the, ten, the 10 ounce is $25. The four ounce which you have is $15. And then we have room sprays, and that's $13. Mm-hmm. And I also do body oil, but I don't really talk about that much. But yeah. All handmade Wait, by is me.
0: Is the yeah. body oil, oil on the website too? It uh-huh. is.
1: Yep. Yeah little two ounce body oil. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know you
0: said body oil. see. I learned <laughs> something new today. So how, how is, uh do you plan to add any other products to your line?
1: Eventually, like right now, um, I started reading on the website. I do pop-ups every once in a while. The candles are actually in a store in LA. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I do have candles in the store. And so that takes a lot of, like energy away from me people can go to the store if you're local pick up what you want I just take everything there to restock whenever she needs it and so that takes a lot of stress off of me sometimes Mm -hmm. but yeah yeah her store is called my BBB in the Crenshaw mall so that's where everything is at right now yeah I like I like where I'm at at the moment I do want to expand like I would love to have like candles in like Target or some type of large retailer but mm-hmm. I'm very big on, like, taking my time with things. I don't want to rush anything. I just want everything to happen when it's supposed to happen, even with writing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's where I'm at with
0: it. We always talk about, like, the great things that are happening. And, you know, we put the good stuff on Instagram. But we really talk about, you know, when things go wrong behind the scenes. So what <laughs> has, like, been the most the most difficult part about starting your own business? That maybe you know we don't know about.
1: Honestly, the marketing and um, like I said before, like I'm I'm like a solid introvert. Like I don't I don't not really being on like public speaking and like talking about everything. And that is like one of my shortcomings in terms of this business because I don't really mm-hmm. talk about it. And people either you know it, or you don't type of thing and so that's where the marketing comes into play because if I don't want to put myself on camera and post things like that how are people mm-hmm. supposed to know about it so that's been one of my shortcomings in terms of like marketing because I could do so much more if I would just put myself out there what you know
0: you got a poster I think I I yeah. bought your candles I think you posted maybe Black Friday hmm mm-hmm. I think that's probably when I saw it. But yeah, you gotta promote yourself because if we don't put ourselves out there, like who yeah. who else is going to do it? Right. Yeah.
1: So that's that's really been my biggest short like yeah, that is my biggest shortcoming with the way this spits because when I do talk about it, people buy. And but like the thing is I don't really do this for money. Mm-hmm. Like it was very much like a passion project and it just became <laughs> Two, it's been almost, it was over two years at this point. It's become more than what I thought it was going to be. I, did, I just thought it was going to be like something small. And now it's like, bigger And I do, like candle making workshops. Like like it's become more than what I expected it to be. Mm-hmm. So um, I like that part about it because it, it's just growing organically. Because even with the candle making workshops, that was never a part of my plan. But people mm-hmm. started asking me, oh, can you teach? As how to make candles, so now I do those as well. So it's it's growing. Not par- probably not as fast as people expected, but it is growing, and I'm okay with the process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So
0: how do you feel, like support wise? Are you? Is like your community, your running community, your family, friends Do you have? Do you feel like people are supporting you?
1: Yeah. In yeah. A positive way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, like I do. Appreciate the feedback, because my friends do give me feedback. My family do as well. So, and that's been that's allowed me to scale up. Because, like, even with certain um sense, people have suggested, or I let people test them out before I release things. So that that is the good part about what I'm doing right now. Because I do get positive feedback and constructive criticism <laughs> on occasion, mm-hmm. but I need that. So. That's helped me as well. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. So how do you, do you find it hard, like to juggle life, to juggle your running, to juggle running a small business? How do you handle it all and make it work?
1: Honestly, sometimes I don't handle it very well (laughs) because Mm -hmm. it, it is a lot. I mean, it is a lot to work full time and then find time to pour into yourself and then also pour into a business that you want to grow. And then realizing there's only 24 hours in a day. <laughs> like, it, it 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 can be a lot. And it is a lot. And mm-hmm. people always ask me, okay, how do you do it? I tell them, I don't know. I'm just doing it. Like, sometimes I don't think about it. Because if I do, I'll get overwhelmed. Because I, I i do get overwhelmed. I don't really mm-hmm. talk about getting overwhelmed by everything that I'm doing. But it can be a lot. Sometimes I got to just shut it all down. And I need a, a day. And I do that. I just don't tell people. <laughs> I just, you know, I sh- shut things down. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So, where do you see the future of tone Like in the next two, five, ten years, where do you see the company going?
1: Honestly, if if things go the way I would prefer, I would love to have a retail store where I can host candle making workshops any day of the week in that location and then sell the candles host pop-ups in that store um that's really what i do want to do eventually but um i would have to figure out where i want to go in terms of my career because right now since on, i don't rely on that financially like n- in no way because mm-hmm. so <laughs> no <laughs> way <laughs> right now, it's very much a passion project still. But I do, I would love to scale up eventually and pour my time all into this. But right now, I'm okay with where it is. But eventually, that is where I want to be. I want my own retail space where I can do candle making workshops anytime in the day. And, and only because people have asked me to do candle making workshops, but finding the space and then coming... Financially, it doesn't always make sense to kind of make the workshops. So I would Mm -hmm. rather have my own space instead of going to someone else's space. Yeah. So I think that's where I really want to get to eventually have my own retail
0: space. I want to see you posting more about the company. And that's what I am gonna work on. Post about the company. Instagram lets you schedule posts now. So just set the post up or post them to your stories every week, once a week, (laughs) post it to your story with a link to buy. Because I, you know, everyone's not like I don't go through Instagram like I used to. I just I don't have the patience anymore and I just can't be bothered. But then one day I do hit it, you know, I'm scrolling and I hit that shop button if something comes up. You know, especially if it's from someone like you and I want to support and there's plenty of people out there like me who just want to support, you know, yeah. other people that are are doing great things. So, yeah. Post your stuff. We want to buy it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I will. That's one of my things that
1: for this year, that's what yeah. I'm going to work on.
0: Mm-hmm. Get it out there. So let's get back to running. I know you have a couple majors under your belt. How many majors have you done? Three. Three? Do you plan on doing the full six?
1: Honestly, I would love to. (laughs) But Uh I still have for um, Tokyo, Boston, and London. Mm -hmm. Those three left that I have to do. So we'll see. (laughs) Yeah, we'll see. I didn't get it to Tokyo. I applied, but I didn't get in. And I don't want to go. Honestly, I don't want to go to the fundraising route. I did that for New York and it was stressful. So I didn't want to do that again.
0: Well, Tokyo, you just pay. You have to pay it yourself. It's like one flat fee. Oh, But it's like only like a a small window to do it, like days. Like you have to pick a charity and they let you know if you got in. And, you know, it was actually this year was like a lottery. Like the minimum was like $700, but you bid and then the charity, you know, pick the runners. But they chose everyone this year. But Mm
1: -hmm. yeah,
0: yeah. Next time it comes around, if you want to go, you got to just do it. Yeah. Yeah, right. Go for it
1: yes so that's what i want to do maybe next
0: year <laughs> yeah do it london is harder because no, no one gets in the lottery on london you like you really have to do charity to get into london yeah
1: like i know someone who's currently
0: fundraising for london i didn't feel like doing that again <laughs> it's hard work man begging for that money every week <laughs> yeah, it really is. It really it's like is. another job. I've done it. It's another job, you know, yeah. trying to fundraise for these races. But you know, when when you expand your network and people know who you are, you know they want to help you out and help you achieve yeah. those goals. So I will be looking out for your fundraising efforts, and I will send some coins your way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I want to thank Angel for being on the Runwave podcast. It was a pleasure chatting with you. Thank you. So let us know where we can find you on Instagram or Uh, any of your socials. Yeah. So
1: I'm on Instagram 26.2angel and then Synthetone, Synthetone, straightforward, one word. And then synthetone.com is where the website is. You can find all my products.
0: And yeah. Perfect. So I'm going to leave all of Angel's information in the show notes. It'll be on the website as well. So you can follow her, support your fellow runners, because if we don't support each other, who else will? Right. So thank you again for being on the show. And that's it. Thank you. Thank you. All right. I hope you enjoyed my chat with Angel. Be sure to follow her on Instagram and her business sent the tone. I will leave all of her links in the show notes and they'll be on my website as well. So make sure you give her a follow up and support your fellow runner. If we don't support each other, who else will? I know I've said that over and over and over again, but anytime you see a runner branching out, creating a new stream of income, becoming an entrepreneur, we have to support each other because that's only going to make all of us better and make each of us grow. So thank you again for tuning in to this episode of the show. And I'll catch you on the next one. Later. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of The Run Wave. If you are a runner that has a story to tell, feel free to email hello at therunwave.com or shoot me a DM on Instagram at therunwave. Don't forget to follow The Run Wave on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We are The Run Wave on all platforms. Subscribe to our email list. It is listed down below in the notes of this show. And subscribe to The Run Wave on YouTube, the visual episode of this show will be posted there.